Amen. Amen. You may be seated today. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. We've been talking about the issue of reset. And, and again, in our lives, we all need to continually be resetting our lives. Now, now, most of us recognize that. We recognize that it's easy for us to get distracted on things, to, to know what the thing is to do, but then forget what it is that we are actually to do. You know, if, in fact, if I were to ask you today, what do you have to do to be healthy, to be fit, to be healthy in your life? Almost all of us would say, well, I need to exercise and I need to eat right. How are we doing? In our lives, reset, 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 lunch time, reset, 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 snack time, reset, reset, dinner time, ice cream, no, that doesn't count, reset, reset, reset in our lives. Got to constantly be hitting the reset button. In fact, um, a couple months ago, my wife and I, we started exercising with a couple in our church that are tyrants. Um, <laughs> They're actually not. They're actually the sweetest couple in the world. But they want us to be healthy so they don't go, hey, go ahead and have some nachos. It's going to be okay. Eat as much ice cream as you want because I don't know, probably your body will metabolize that just right and you'll just make you fit with a six-pack if you do ice cream. They don't do that. They remind us and challenge us to, hey, eat healthy. Now, they're not mean. They're not beating us up. I'm just joking about the tyrant. Sometimes when people are asking us to do things, that our flesh doesn't want to do, it feels like they're a tyrant. In fact, sometimes we think in the church people are judging us and angry with us when they're saying, look, here's the path of life the Word of God is showing you to live. Walk this way, do these things, and you'll have the abundant life that God has for you. So we got to understand that. In fact, i got to tell you that I have to wrestle with my flesh every morning. Every morning, I get up, the first thought in my mind is, you worked hard yesterday, take a break today, Richie. You deserve a break today, Right? I have to go, I don't think so, I'm getting up. In fact, I'm learning to take that thought captive really quick. That every day I've got to reset my life. Every day in our lives, we have to reset our lives. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about Jesus being the only way. And the reason why he's the only way is not because he's narcissistic. It's because he is life. And it's only by choosing him. Jesus changes everything. In fact, if he's not changing some areas of your life, you're either in process of some things being changed, be patient, or you really haven't given that area to him. You gave it to him and then said, God, I don't know if I trust you with that. Let me just go ahead and work on that instead. So Jesus is the way. Last week we talked about our, our mouth and our words. It's important that we reset that all the time to recognize and understand when we're not saying the right things. So really these things are about reminding you because honestly, again, with the exercise, we all know. Jesus being the only way, if you've been in church for a while, you know. Speaking right, proper words. Even the world, even people who don't know Christ, know the power of positive words. So our jobs, my job is to remind you. In fact, um, first Peter, Second Peter, excuse me, chapter 1 says this. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them. I'm going to keep reminding you. See, as the, as the pastor, lead pastor of this church, I'm, in a sense, the CEO, but really I'm the CRO. I'm the chief reminding officer. That's, my, that's what my job is, to remind you continually things you already know, because sometimes we can go, well, Pastor Richie, we already know God loves us. Let, let's move on. 
we need a, a fresh revelation of that every day. In fact, the revelation of God love, loving us is not something you get and fully understand it. It's something that you continue to unpack how perfectly God loves you. Till you become established in his love. Where it, there's not a circumstance, there's not a person, there's not a situation that can remove from you the idea that God loves you with an everlasting love. So my job is to remind you. And so today's one of those messages that I, I told the first service. I'm actually preaching to myself. Um, this is really for me today. I may even turn around and just look at me and talk to me as I preach today. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to listen in. And it's one of those areas that's incredibly important for us to reset. And that's in our mind. To, to reset our mind to get the right mindset operating in our lives. See, one of the, thing, the things I believe is that in these last days, the enemy, the devil, like never before, is attacking people's minds. And he's trying to destroy the credibility of the preaching of the Word of God. Now, when we say the word preach, it's such a negative word today. Right? When somebody's kind of talking to you about some things they think you need to do, we go, man, don't preach to me like that. Or we sing, Papa, don't preach. I'm in trouble deep. Right? We've, we've allowed the world and the enemy to make it a negative word. But you know what preaching is? It's a proclamation. Moms and dads, I want to encourage you to continue to preach to your kids. I know it ain't popular and, and it isn't cool that, hey, you know, we're, we're like friends and buddies. Listen, you need to be proclaiming to them the goodness of God, the values of God, and speaking life into their life. I know that's not popular in our mindset, in our world today, but we've got to recognize there's power in the proclamation of the Word of God. We're, we don't want to hear the preaching of the Word of God. We don't want to read the Word of God. We don't want to study the Word of God. It's because we don't think that there's any value in the Word of God. In fact, I want to make a real bold statement to you today. I believe that if you spend no time in the Word of God, it's because you don't believe in the Word of God. Now, now I want you to know, I'm, I'm not talking about you doing a quiet time and missing it, and then the enemy coming in and piling. I'm talking about you just go, you know what, it's just too challenging, it's too difficult. I, I just don't understand the Word of God. I promise, you start in the New Testament, you'll understand the Word of God. There will be things that you don't understand, and that's okay, because there's things that you don't understand that you can get in relationship with other people, and you can begin talking about, and suddenly there's a depth that comes into your life. When you know the Word of God. But the enemy doesn't want you to read the Word of God. He doesn't want you to study the Word of God because he wants to nullify the power of the Word of God in your life. The devil wants you to think that God's Word isn't important because he's going after your mind so he can keep you blind to God's truth. Listen, you remember a time when you were blind to an area of God's Word? For me, it was grace. Man, I thought grace was just this little part of the Word of God. But man, when I began to understand that grace is the Word of God, and grace is the, the gospel of God, it began to change everything. In fact, if you're sitting here today and going, you know, I haven't been blind, you're probably potentially blind right now. Because we all have those times where we're just, we're blind to the Word of God. We're not, we're not quite seeing it right, and we're not understanding it right. So we need to remove the blinders from our faith. And we need to recognize, again, that we all have these areas where we're blind, and we need to remove it, the, light, the lies of the enemy, so that we can become established on and established in the Word of God. So if you have your Bibles in 2 Corinthians 10, 
Verse 3, I want to walk through this today and I want to unpack this issue of mindset so that we can begin to understand how to fix some areas of our, of our minds that are, that are not thinking right, that are, that are lining up with the philosophies of, the, word of God, or the, will, the world and not the word or the will of God. All right? So 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, though we're in this physical body, you and I have a physical body, we do not war according to the flesh. Listen, the person that is mistreating you at your job, that family member that drives you nuts that every time you have a family gathering you don't want to go to, anything that's going on in their life, and you're saying all kinds of mean things about them, it's not working, it's not helping. Now, it might feel good for a moment in your flesh, but all it does is continue to cause problems. It's, it's not going to work. It, it's coming from a deeper place. It's not, it's not where the battle's coming from. They're only doing and saying what their mindset is telling them to do and to say. That's why we can love them, because somehow they've got a wrong mindset. And just so you know, we're not here to correct everybody's mindset, but we're able to recognize they're just not where they need to be. It's all they know how to do. How your mind is set determines how you're going to act. How your mind is set determines what you're going to say. How your mind is set is determining how you're going to live. Verse 4, for the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not physical. Again, it's not by you verbally giving somebody a tongue lashing that things get better. Using your mouth or your anger or your manipulative processes to try to put somebody in their place is not going to be able to work in the warfare that's going on. Our weapons are not carnal. That's why we practice all the time speaking words of life. Listen, if you'll practice it all the time, even when you get around people that are driving you a little nuts, you can still speak words of life. I pray that you'll go to heaven sooner. Thank you, Jesus. No, not a word of life. To speak words of life, to declare the right thing over them. Listen, we can literally get ourselves to the place where we say, I am not going to respond with my mouth to that. You ever notice that? Somebody snaps at you, snap back. Somebody cuts you off, you cut them off. We can say, I'm not going to respond in anger anymore. Verse 4 again, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Now, this is really important that our weapons are mighty in God. Okay, the weapons that God's given you and I as followers of Jesus Christ, they are mighty in God, and they will pull down strongholds. All right? Now, what are strongholds? Strongholds are are houses of thought. They're they're things that we build. They're things that reside in our mind that, that we think about something, and when we're thinking about it, we're laying a foundation for it. The more I think on it, I'm pouring some, some concrete. And if I'm not careful, if I'm thinking about wrong things, I'm building strongholds in my life. They're things that reside in our mind. Listen, you may have a stronghold to an addictive behavior. All right? Like drugs, like fear, like anger, or lustful thoughts. It's a stronghold in your mind. In your heart, you may not want to do the thing. In fact, every time you do it, you go, I do not want to do that. But there's a stronghold in your mind. And so you continually keep acting in the addictive behavior. Listen, have you ever seen someone doing something that is damaging them or it's damaging other people in their lives and you wonder, why can't they just let it go? Why don't they just stop doing it? Have you ever noticed it's easier to see that in someone else 
than it is to see it in your own life? You're going, can you not see us? Hello, hello. You're saying this and this is happening. Stop saying it. You're doing this and this is happening. Stop doing it. Have you ever noticed how much easier it is to see it in somebody else's life? It's because there's a stronghold in their mind that keeps producing the wrong actions. That's why we have connect groups. That's why we do small groups here at the church so that you can get in relationship with people because when you get in relationship with people that love God and they love you, they can speak to strongholds in your life. They can help you with some of those blind spots. They can help you through some things. Now listen, here we operate in love. Meaning we're not here to be angry with you and tell you're doing all the wrong things. In fact, if somebody is mad at you and, and they're, you, know, you share something, open up your heart to them and they're, they're mean and ugly towards you, you come tell me and I'll go talk to them. Y'all think I'm kidding. I'm not going to beat up on them. But I'm going to go talk to them and I say, look, we don't do that. We operate in love here. Meaning that we want to help each other overcome. It's not about proving right and wrong. It's about people walking in victory. See, if you're ever going to deal with it, and again, it may, not, it may not be drugs, fear, anger, or lust. It may just be that you operate in a manipulative way. Yeah, oh. Murmuring and complaining. And Pastor Richie, is that actually a sin? Yes, it kept the children of Israel actually from being able to enter into the promised land. If you're ever going to deal with the addiction, if you're ever going to deal with the addictive behavior, you're going to have to deal with the stronghold that is in your mind. There are people who, who have surrendered, who say they've surrendered their lives to Christ, but there's absolutely nothing in their life that's changed. The way they lived before they said they came to Christ, they're still actually living that way. Now, it's not my job to judge them and decide whether or not they're saved. That's between them. But there are people sometimes that nothing happens. In fact, it's amazing the number of Christians who most of their life, live most of their lives in compromising situations. They're living just this side of victory. Or they're living just this side of hell. And things so quickly happen that they slip back into that. In fact, what's happened is Satan isn't telling them, hey, you sit at the cockpit, get the controls out of Jesus' hand, you need to be in charge. And what ends up happening is we end up flying into storms of our life, and then we wonder why things are crashing around us. Put ourselves in situations that can caught us getting, getting into areas of compromise. So that our mindset gets set in opposition to the word of God. Now listen, you may not want to hear this today, but I'm telling you this because I love you. See the smile on my face? It's because I love you. I want us to walk in all that God has for us. I don't want us to get our mindset according to the pattern of the world. I want us to have our mindset according to the word of God. When you know that God loves you with an everlasting love, that he's always for you 100%, you surrender and go all in with him and say, God, 100% I'm in with you. God, change anything in my mind that is not right. It's scary how many people aren't really following after Christ, even followers of Christ, who argue with God the entire way. No, God, you don't really know what's going on. I need to be unforgiving. God, you really don't know what's going on. It's okay if I'm bitter because of this. And then they wonder why they don't have victory in their life like the word of God promises them. And then they begin to buy into the mindset that they've disappointed God too much or, you know what, this only works for certain people. That's a lie. 
It'll work for you. It will work for you. You just need to position yourself in front of the Word of God and in godly situations whenever you can. Listen, it's time for us to quit walking as close as we possibly can to sin and get as far away from it as we possibly can. That's why the Word of God says that, you know, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. So we got to position ourselves right. Get our minds set in alignment with the Word of God. So, that our, so our mindsets may have a stronghold in it. And what happened is although we, we've had thoughts, we've never bothered to deal with them. And we've allowed them to come in. And what happens is those thoughts begin to birth things in our lives that we really don't want in our lives. And after a while, it builds a fortified house. A stronghold says that what I'm doing is absolutely okay, even though the Word of God says different. Say amen or oh me, right? And here's what's difficult. When the light finally comes on and we finally go, you know what, that isn't right. I I need to not do that. There's a stronghold that's been built, and now it's difficult to stop doing it. Now you have this fortified house that's been erected, and now it has to be demolished. Do we have thoughts in our life that have to be demolished? Every one of us here today have thoughts in our lives that have to be demolished. So let's look again at verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Now God is showing us how to deal with the strongholds. Verse 5 again. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We are to cast down arguments. Do you you recognize there's an argument going on in our society today? Is Is it not crazy how things seem to be flipped where right is now wrong and wrong is now right? There's an argument that's coming in. The King James Version uses the word imaginations, that we are to cast down imaginations. The root word of imagination is the image. We have to cast down the image that's in our mind. See, things we do over time produce an image in our mind. We begin to see something that was, it, was wrong at one point. Now we begin to see that thing as right. And we need to cast down the image or the argument that sets itself up against the word of God. Cast it down. Get rid of it. Now listen, I know some of you are a little confused because you're going, Pastor Richie, I thought grace was about a finished work. It is about a finished work. You today are standing in victory. But there is an enemy, the Bible says he's a thief, he's come to steal from you, he's come to kill you, and he has come to destroy you. Listen, he's not just interested in killing, stealing, and destroying you, he's interested in killing and stealing and destroying your family, everyone around you, the dream that's in your heart and in your life, the future that God has for you, he's interested in destroying all of that. So we're not ever fighting for victory, we're fighting from a position of victory. And since we know the path of life, we learn how to walk on the path of life, so all of the goodness of life starts showing up in our life. Because Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly, to the full, till it overflows. So we have to cast down the the image. Cast down the thought. Cast down the argument. Cast down. Cast down. Cast down. Sorry, on TV. Cast down. Cast down lustful thoughts. 
Guys, listen, I'm telling you today, you can cast down lustful thoughts. Ladies, you can cast down lustful thoughts. You know, it used to be a time when it would seem like it was just a men issue. There's lustful thoughts that everyone is dealing with today. We need to cast it down. We need to cast down selfish thoughts. The Bible says in the last days, people will be lovers of themselves. There will be a, a rise of selfishness. I don't know if you see it, but man, I see it everywhere how selfish people can be. We got to cast down lustful thoughts. We got to cast down selfish thoughts. We got to cast down greedy thoughts. We got to cast down fearful thoughts. Listen, if you don't deal with the thoughts, if you don't get rid of the image, that is evidence that in your life there is a stronghold that exists. Followers of Jesus Christ, we don't have to have that. We are to cast down arguments, imaging, every high thing that it exalts itself against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So how do we do that? Listen carefully. You don't capture thoughts with thoughts. All right? You don't capture thoughts with thoughts. If you do that, you might look a little crazy, because here you are. Right? <laughs> you cast down thoughts with words. Let me say that again. You cast down thoughts, you capture thoughts with words. Let me, sh- let me show you how this works, okay? I'm going to ask you to do some stuff, and I'm going to ask you to respond, okay? So what I'm asking you to do, I'm going to ask you to do it. And you're going to do it, right? Yeah. All right. Here's what I want you to do. Without opening your mouth, silently in your mind, I want you to count to 20 when I say go. Don't start till I say go. You can count in any language that you'd like, but count to 20. All right? You ready? Go. Start counting to 20. Okay, now out loud, say your name. Okay, what happened to your counting when you said your name? Stopped. What it shows us is that words are more powerful than thoughts. <clears throat> when the enemy's coming in and he's trying to bring a thought into your mind... You can try it with thoughts, but it's like taking a knife to a knife fight. And I'm telling you, the devil is good with a knife. But when you start speaking words, it's like taking a nuclear bomb to the fight. And I'm telling you, no matter how good the devil is with a knife, it doesn't stand a chance against a nuclear bomb. Our words have power. Our words change things. Listen, from this illustration, we can recognize again that our words can stop our thoughts. If there is a thought in your mind and it isn't kind or it isn't nice, just so you know, when you have thoughts that feel like you want to vindicate yourself, they're not nice, they're not kind, those thoughts aren't from God. The devil's constantly trying to to make when someone else does evil against you for us to turn around and do evil. Those aren't nice. When When thoughts in your mind don't line up with the word of God, you can stop it by declaring the word of God. You simply just start speaking the word of God. Don't just sit there and let the thought go. Don't sit there and dwell on it. Think about it. Oh, yeah. That, that's right. That's what they did. That's what they said. That's how the stronghold got there in the first place. It gets there through unchallenged thoughts. Sometimes we think that we are our thoughts. I got to be real. I got to be true. This is how I, what I'm thinking. I'm going to say it. You are not your thoughts. 
Thoughts are being dropped into your mind all the time. Sometimes you've been listening to stuff. Have you ever gone to bed watching some movie and then you have bad dreams about the movie? (laughs) We don't watch movies, Pastor Richie. (laughs) Thoughts that oppose the word of God must be challenged all the time. So that when a thought comes into your mind and it's not lining up with the word of God, open up your mouth and speak the word of God. And the words you speak will stop the thoughts. I'll tell you how you can recognize this the most is in relationships. How many of you have recognized that most of the problems in your life are tied to relationships? About seven of us. Okay. The rest of you are awesome at this. For the seven that are here today, let me just share something with you real quickly. It is. Honestly, most most of our problems in life deal with relationships. So what happens is there's a problem. Let's just, my poor wife, I I get to use her as an example. Wouldn't you love to be married to me and be an example every week? Um, in In our relationship, there's times when I don't act quite right or she doesn't act quite right or even a perception of not acting right. Because how many of you discovered most of the time that you think they're actually acting wrong, they actually are just acting different and they didn't act like you and so because they didn't act like you, they were acting wrong? <laughs> Amen or oh me again, right? Well, what happens is sometimes we don't always, aren't always on the same page about stuff. So what happens is immediately the enemy comes to me and says, did you see that? Did you see what she just did? Did you hear the tone in her voice? I know she said the right words, but did you catch the tone in her voice? I think there's an issue. I think there's an issue. I'd keep an eye on her. She said she loved you at the altar, but I'm not sure anymore. And what happens? We start playing a whole movie in our mind of that over and over again. We feed the thought, feed the thought, and suddenly now she's Satan in the flesh, right? (laughs) And all of a sudden there's this tension in our relationship, and it starts off a little, just a little coy, you know, night, roll over and not say hi to him, (laughs) when normally you're huggers all night long, right? And it gets progressively worse where, you know, I think I'm sleeping on the couch tonight because I want to watch a little TV. It's what the enemy does. He's, he takes our thoughts, and if we don't take them captive, suddenly it becomes an issue, and the issue grows, and it grows, and it grows, and it grows. Can I tell you, it's what he does for us all the time in the body. The devil's working overtime trying to get you mad at the person that's sitting next to you that can't sing. So you're sitting there worshiping the Lord, and there's like two keys lower. And you're like, oh, God, just give them a sore throat so I can sing and worship. (laughs) Right? I mean, honestly, you know what? The devil will even, he'll work really hard. I know I'm one of the most lovable people in the world. But he'll work overtime trying to get you mad at me. What's Pastor Richie wearing black? Does he think he's Johnny Cash or something? (laughs) Hello there, I'm Johnny Cash. Right? (laughs) He's working overtime trying to get a thought in our mind and we'll dwell on the thought and we'll think about the thought. That's why people come into this environment. I'm telling you, this is one of the most loving environments in the world. I'm telling you, I I love pastoring you guys. You guys are the greatest people in the world to pastor. I'm serious, I'm not joking. I love it. But you know what happens? People come in, they love the environment. They're so excited. This is the greatest thing. I love this place. Then the enemy comes in because they, they didn't get something exactly right or, or somebody walked past him and didn't say hi to him and suddenly a thought comes in, 
Boy, those people are the most stuck-up people in the world. They feed the thought, feed the thought, feed the thought, and suddenly, what is wrong with these people? They're the most hateful people in the world. It's how the enemy works. Listen, I'm trying to help you with your marriages right now. I'm trying to help you with your relationship with kids, relationships at work. You need to take the thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Here's what I'm working on all the time. I'm choosing to believe the absolute best in you. I am, because you know what I know? As I know that you are a mighty man and you are a mighty woman of God. Every one of you. Sometimes our behavior is not always there, but I know that's actually who you are. So I'm always thinking about that and speaking to that. And when I do that, man, I just get up here. I love to preach to y'all. I love to talk to y'all because, man, we're just hanging out and engaging, talking about the goodness of God. But if I let my mind go crazy, suddenly I'm thinking, okay, John Cooper back there. I'm going to have to keep an eye on him in the service. And... <laughs> Sorry, John. John's always an amener back there, so I know I could pick on him. It's how the enemy works in our thought life. We have to take it captive we have to challenge thoughts that come into our life that aren't right. So this passage says that we are to cast them down. Why is that? Because I don't want that stuff running in my mind. I don't want that image to come in my mind where suddenly now I'm angry with that person. And, and I don't even remember why I was angry with them, but I'm just mad at them. It's like weeds. You don't really see them coming, but all of a sudden they're just there in your yard. We've got to cast them down. All of a sudden what happens, I begin to have these wrong desires and I'm trying to figure out where they came from and they came from uncontested thoughts. Thoughts that I failed to confront. Thoughts that I failed to deal with and thoughts that I failed to challenge with the word of God. How do I do it? I speak the word of God over wrong thoughts. Listen, your mind can think of all kinds of things. Isn't it amazing how God created our mind? So creative and just so amazing things that it can do and it can think of anything that you will allow it to think of it, it can start running wrong direction or it can start running the right direction in fact it's in a sense your mind has a mind of its own it will your, your thoughts will go place and you're you're free to think about whatever you want but whatever you think about may not bring freedom into your life so we need to use the word when thoughts come into our mind like i'm going to be defeated Oh, I, I just, man, I, I don't think I'm going to overcome. Man, I've overcome in the past, but man, this time I think I'm going down. We've got to open up our mouth and say, whoa, 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 thoughts. You're not going to do that to me. We've got to start declaring what the Word of God says in Romans 8. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Oh, Pastor Rich, that's if you're just living right. No, that's for you, child of God. In all these things, you're more than a conqueror. When lack comes into your life, you get an un unexpected bill that ever happened to y'all and you go, oh my goodness, how are we going to pay that? You start freaking out, becoming fearful. We need to declare what Philippians 4, and my God will meet all your needs according to your ability to obey. No, according to his riches in glory. That's what it's dealing with. So how do you know that's going to do that? Because your God is a good God who wants to do good things in the lives of his children. When the devil tries to bring fear into your life, that ever happened to you about your job, about the economy, about the elections? Some of you are putting a lot of faith in who wins the presidency. Listen, I, I got a personal choice in who I want to win the president. But listen, my, my confidence and my hope is not in who wins the presidency. And the enemy's constantly trying to bring fear into our lives. And we've got to stand on the word of God, 2 Timothy 1. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. 
Again, not based upon how well you've done this week. He's already given it to you. You can tap into it. You don't have to be fearful. Fear comes in. That thought comes in. Oh, my goodness, we're going down. You start saying, I don't think so. God's not giving me this spirit of fear. Oh, yeah, he's giving me the spirit of fear, so I'll be careful. God has not given us a spirit of fear. See how we develop a wrong mindset? Don't just sit there and try to fight thoughts with thoughts. You're letting the enemy gain access into your life. You're allowing him to put whatever thoughts that he wants to put into your life. And if you don't stand up to him and you don't examine those thoughts, what is he doing? He's planting word seed in your life. That's going to create a wrong mindset so that it'll give birth to things and grow. And before you know it, there's this house or this stronghold in your mind. There are some of you that have dealt with stuff for long periods of time and you do not believe that you can overcome. You, you don't think that you could ever walk out of this. And the reason is, is because the enemy has put a stronghold in your mind and you've chosen to believe your behaviors and your habits more than the word of God. The word of God says you're a conqueror, but you think, no, I'm defeated. That was good. That was for somebody today. And it's because there's a stronghold constructed in your mind. And listen, all you have to do is act on it one time and it creates an addiction because a stronghold has already been developed in your mind. And you're wondering why you can't get rid of the spirit of fear. Stronghold in your mind. You're wondering why you can't get rid of that spirit of pornography. You're wondering why you, you, you can't stop having sex outside of marriage. Which, by the way, you're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. I don't care how culturally popular it is and how weird you may appear. We're not supposed to have sex outside of marriage. You're wondering why I'm so negative all the time. Why am I just always seeing the glass half empty? You're wondering why you have to gossip and talk bad about people all the time. And that comes because you had unchallenged seeds of thought that were planted by the enemy. Verse 5 again, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity of the obedience of Christ. Every thought can and should be brought into the captivity of Don't sit there thinking that I'm a failure, I'm no good, thinking I can't make it, I can't do it. You're not a failure. Failure really is an event. Yesterday really did end last night. You're more than a conqueror. You're going to make it. You've got to continue to believe it. You've got to continue to speak it over your life. You need to go to God's word though. Listen, this is why we get into the word of God, so we've got something to believe in and stand on. We go to the word of God so that we can find the word of God to stand on, to help us take those thoughts captive. Because what the enemy wants is for your life to turn out like your thoughts, that take you away from the purpose and plan of God. Because whatever it is that you're nourishing in your mind, whatever it is that you are feeding is the thing that is going to be produced in your life. And if Satan is driving your mind, he's driving your life, and he's driving you down a road that you do not want to go to. He'll take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. So are there some things that you're picking up, some thought patterns that you need to set up next to the Word of God? I'm I'm asking you kind of rhetorically, but is there some things in your life you're recognizing? You know what? I really need to get the Word of God and set this up because it's bringing depression into my life. It's bringing fear, it's bringing condemnation into my life. And so I need to set it up next to the Word of God to allow the Word of God to shine some light on some of these wrong thought patterns. The wrong way of thinking. We like to call it stinking thinking around here. Y'all ever get some stinking thinking? See, what happens is these areas stop you from arriving at the destiny that God has for your life. 
It's all about a mindset. And if you'll change your words, you'll change your mindset. And if you change your mindset, you'll change your destiny. The purpose and plan of God will show up in your life. Listen, I hope you're recognizing some areas, again, that you might need to change in your mindset. Amen? Amen? And if, if you don't, ooh. If you don't, why don't you just ask some people around you, hey, do you see anything in me that I might need to change? They'll be glad to help you out. Oh, now that you've asked, let me pull out this list, right? You know, it always amazes me that people that are doing the, the best in their marriage recognize how much more they need to work on their marriage. And people that their marriage is just falling apart are like, no, we're good. We're good, yeah. We're not killing each other, so praise God, we're, we're really doing good. People, people again, that, that need to change the most don't ever see it, and people that don't need to change are the ones that go, Man, I, I need to focus on this. So I'm hoping you're beginning to see some mindsets. Because listen, every time I preach the word of God and every time we get together, we all have a next step. Every one of us. We don't want to just leave and go, hey, he was pretty funny today. Or, yeah, he's okay today. You know, walk out here and rating the service. We're here to grow. We're here to understand the goodness and the plan of God, his inheritance that, that he has for us. So we can walk in all that God has for us. All right, let me close. Romans chapter 12, if I can invite the keyboard player on up. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy. Let me just start right there and say, in view of God's mercy. You can, can you keep that in front of you? View of God's mercy? Because sometimes we forget that God's a merciful, loving, grace-filled God. That again, he's always for us. He's all in 100% with us in view of his mercy to offer our bodies as living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This has been a presentation of Amarillo Fellowship, a community dedicated to spreading the love and hope of Christ. For more information and other podcasts, visit amarillofellowship.com.